doing the show. We're doing it live. We're going to try for us. Betty White and Queen Elizabeth are both still out there. No, Queen Elizabeth, I don't think they're the end of She's a vampire or something? Like, I literally have Doc, Dr. Evil laugh going on. Yes, you do. There's no social distancing in Smash Brothers either. Maybe no. that's where he got it from. That's a spicy segue! <laughs> don't you listen to Biggie! So, uh, this is a Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers media network presentation of the Triforce, of course. This is podcast Yay. number 172. And, uh, of course, I am one man to be real. The Matman 2. My left is one Christopher Bristow. He almost loved. Almost. And in the Projanger <laughs> box is one old, used to nickname, Wonderful Woman. Now, Wondercat. There's a lot more okay. action sounding name to it. I'm liking Wondercat. We needed a rebranding? Yeah, rebranding. <laughs> you know, amid COVID, we needed to rebrand her. So, Wondercat. So, Hans the omnipotent presence that he is, Big yeah. Brother, the producer, always pointing out <laughs> over here to pjandwh.com to where, scroll down here, I made a little change. Um, we have the funniest moments right there, but what is this? Well, that is Lugnut's Magnesium Wheels Iron Engine. And you have a nice little description there, as well as uh, the last week's Triforce podcast. And uh, there we go. My Fred Dizzle. My Dizzle. What kind of sandwich you want? And then I'll obviously. T shirts coming soon. I have six that are going to be highlighted on our website now. All of our podcasts in their glory with a nice little short description so, so you know what you get. I into. have a. Funny story. One of our followers, uh, CJ, my uh, masseuse at Handedstone, she's actually going to be leaving on December 30th. But I had an extra one of those shirts. And what she did was she positioned it on her bed so her fiance would freak out just seeing go this way Kelly's face <laughs> in her bed. <laughs> and she also wore the shirt. To her family gathering, so which then opened up the conversation of, here is the running joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I like how uh, our one of our the image for our cackle of Kelly's. Oh my god, we don't even have them out. Hang on. Oh, we don't have cackle. Pop <laughs> him behind you. Um, yeah, we we gotta have our cackle represented, of course. There you go. Okay, that's, ah! that's not working. Ah, 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 He's behind us in spirit. Well, I'm very behind. Our cardboard me. Kelly is not joining us right now, but <coughs> he is behind. He is behind us in spirit. I promise. And we, of course, start off this podcast the same way every week, which is tonight. That's one expensive crunchy roll. The Witcher's Monster Mash. Sony's playing hard to get more on the Triforce podcast. And, of course, we start off with a whole bunch of comments from Corey Vance, always watching the Ultimate <laughs> Wall Janger, and Mark Gervais, always Where's watching I'm Scared. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, clo your closet is open, Mark. God, he is watching, Mark. 
ultimate wall janger, Corey, is watching all this. <laughs> well, I tell you what, he was probably also watching is this next story, which is a huge rip to everybody. Uh, but one Sean Connery, James Bond, the Highlander himself, is died at the age of 90 years old overnight in his sleep in the Bahamas. He was. I he, gotta say, he died beating his wife. He loved doing it. I don't think no? in recent years he overturned that. Oh, okay. Um, I, I must have misunderstood. But um, as far as ways to die go. <laughs> So yeah, pretty yeah, good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you broke cat. All right. Yes. You just got her back, and you I broke. Was her. Good. I was good. I was good, and then I wasn't. Sometimes, <laughs> as she flips her screen, so back. <laughs> so he died in his sleep in the Bahamas. Can oh. you think of any more peaceful way to go? I mean, he was trying to kill cancer. He was also looking for sexy shingles. Silver box. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hurricanes. You need a lot of sexy shingles. Maybe Scroll that's why they're hitting the Greek alphabet. Scroll down in the chat, Facebook chat there. Um, but Sean Connery, man. This guy and not Bond. Um, honestly, what was your favorite role of Sean Connery for me? I mean, it was The Rock. It was also partly um, the Alcatraz movie, not the yes. Movie. Okay, The Rock, um, not the Brahma Bowl, the most electrifying man in entertainment. It doesn't matter. No, <laughs> <laughs> no SmackDowns. He uh, well, maybe he can take it now. He's dead, but um, The Rock, not the Rock. oh Sean Connery. Oh, um, okay. what would your ultimate role for him be in his catalog, which is expansive? Leave him an extraordinary gentleman. Oh my god, yes. That was such an underrated movie. So, like, I think I just won the first segment, so you're welcome, America. <laughs> Actually, um, please don't sleep on Darby O'Gill and the little people. Okay. He had so many he different roles. He was good in that. But that's the point, is that you know him from so many different places that, you know, overall in the media, you just see you know, it's James Bond. Entrapment. You know, Entrapment, he was amazing. He yes. was a, he, that was the one where he was like a, a jewel robber who couldn't yes. get it up. Yes. With Catherine uh, Zeta-Jones, which was completely believable. Totally, yeah. And he was the uh, Kane in Citizen Kane. But I really, <laughs> honestly, man, he he was a great double. Junior! You know, he, he had was a great roles. Come on. And he had a lot of great roles. So he will definitely be missed. And his son said that he was uh, he was around as many of his family who could be in the Bahamas at the time. So they were all around him. Whoever could afford the trip to the Bahamas in the middle of a COVID crisis. Um, but he also said that he was unwell for some time now. So they kind of saw this coming. Yeah, it just happens to be 2020. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Well, well next year is different. What was that, Kev? I said 90 is a good run. It is a good run, it's man. Good. 
We'd all be but so lucky you know, to get up. Betty White's still out there giving the finger everything. That's, that's true. Say, Betty White is the last Highlander, so that's it. Betty White and Queen Elizabeth are both still out there. Right. No, Queen Elizabeth, right. I don't think she can die. She's a vampire or something? Like... I have I tea in my veins, dear. I think the world would crumble. You know, you know when that would you be say, it. The world would implode. She's actually way. a plant, like poison ivy, and she sure, okay. is just a, actually a rose. Yeah, but that's just a hive nation. <laughs> Whatever. What's that, Kat? That was much better than me saying she's one of the lizard people. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, one of the lizard she be. people from the global government. <laughs> With our Alex Jones reference. Why not vote? Because <laughs> of global government. Well, the global government is also behind this next story, which is a group. believe in nepotism. Nice segue. Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, that was a nice segue. <laughs> um, a rumor. You're welcome. That DC is moving towards an omniverse in the comics. Yeah, because they do better when they tell individual stories. Yes. Um, a report from Bleeding Cool suggests that after a future state event, DC could be moving towards an omniverse style. Oh, not everything has to be abused by Joss Whedon. Look, abuse aside, uh, the universe as opposite to the current model, I think, is a good way for them to move forward because it would allow for a, a, a lot less importance on continuity and allow a lot more importance on freedom because some of the best titles that you find from DC are one-offs that have nothing to do with their main continuity. When and, did, so so let's just look at this. When did Avengers come out? The first one was 2012. Yeah. Okay. Prior to that, you had the building of all these stories in their individual paths and definitive storylines. So you had to build that that minutia around their, those characters. Well, yes, but also with DC specifically, it they had this almost need to justify the continuity of where they were going in the comics. That's where you got the New 52 and you got, you know, the Rebirth. They had to revamp well, that's the continuity to get like around and do IP. new things in the story. So this is freeing them up after Future State. Future State, you're showing where this whole continuity they were doing is going, and you get a nice story out of it. Reference because I had epilepsy when I was a kid. But then also you can get a lot more with the you know individual characters with this by not having them like, well, you know, I have to get back to uh, Catwoman and you know, uh, and Damien is wondering when he's going to have a little brother. You, you can you have room we there that have, you can just go in a different direction. But we already have a, a DC verse in you know with CW. Why do we have to put it over to like a movie version? Because that's not movies, damn it. He, I think we can with, make money with movies. That's what with the omniverse. They're obviously going to have another event, but. Having an omniverse to where you have one Superman, one Batman, one Flash, you don't have all this other stuff, that's very linear. I think they're going to take them and mix up their races so it's nice to be diverse. The publisher has been much more open to non-continuity stories, whether it's the Doomsday Clock to where they added in the Watchmen, 
and that was Batman's whole line, which fans loved and ate up. And then you also have uh, the Three Jokers, which is just concluded and was just completely amazing. They had an, a, a great storyline for Joe Chill, the guy who killed Batman's parents. But make make the joining of the universes a special moment. That's the problem when you make all these universes and say and have all these connected. But that's what they did with Crisis on Infinite Earth in the Arrowverse. They made it special. They said, "Hey, this is here." But then they added in Ezra Miller meeting Grant Gustin after the fucking you know they wrapped up everything. Like, oh yeah, we said there was only one multiverse, one world now, but you know. We got this other one over here because there's another Flash. And that's where he got his name. To point, I think that in in trying to create something, like kind of to give themselves a soft reboot to start over the cinematic universe again, they're going to actually end up boxing themselves in. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, but that's when they come up with another so, reboot or reflash of the universe. Yeah. And I think that they rely on a little too much. I, I, but then we shit on we shit on the flash for doing instead of rebooting <laughs> well now look at what Marvel Stop does rebooting. Marvel I mean you know they have their storyline and they keep it going without majorly announcing hey we're rebooting the hard drive what this really is this is DC saying we can be like Marvel look at us we're a big kid too well, this is also well, new ownership. With and, that, and I agree. Because Marvel, Marvel had this plan, and they decided that they were going to take the time that it took to, to do this plan the way that it was. DC saw how successful Marvel was being in the cinematic universe and was like, oh, we need to catch up, which is when you get movies out of order, things that are slapped together, and not up to the standard that even their, like their animated stuff... Um, their animated every stuff time. has Everybody continuity. Yes. Is, is beautiful because they planned it that way and in mm-hmm. the cinematic universe they cried, they rushed, it failed miserably I don't want to say miserably but it, it didn't do as well as they had hoped and right. now they're, they're also trying to YouTube. stay relevant <laughs> in this Marvel centric world they're trying to stay relevant in the fact that you know Superman, you know his his enemies and Oh, here comes another big baddie. It's almost like that when you're getting into these characters to where even Batman? I mean... Why does it have to be competition? Why can't DC just do what DC does but do it well and Marvel do what Marvel does and do it well and everybody just enjoy both? But they're making lots of money and we want to make lots of money too. We want everyone to love us. There's enough money to go around. (laughs) They're making their money. But you don't idolize us. I don't Ooh, I have a more. solid answer for that is the hey, ultimate thing. My main is here. Diana, and it will be till the day I die. I yeah. have her tattooed and everything. DC has fans that will ride or die with them to the end, but Absolutely. that doesn't mean that I'm going to accept body work. Now, Future State, right. they this is still a rumor. Now, we have to take with a grain of salt to where they could keep, they could have a different idea to go off of Future State to where they can still keep their multiverse idea and make it work well. Because they have, one, a black water woman coming. They have a non-binary flash. Yeah. They have a bunch of different ideas that they're taking in Future State to where I think, yeah, maybe this is just that rumor that you want to float out there so that fans think you're going down the wrong road. 
I will say it again. Treat the treat the joinings of the IP as a momentous event. Let them build the actual character. Yeah. Character work needs to be done. The story needs to be driven right. because you get embedded into that story. You attach emotional connections with those characters. So make and if the they want to make money, that's you want to make money. Be a quick return. You got to slow burn right. shit. You can't yeah, be good you, comment, you yeah. can't be just yeah. shoving it in. Yeah. So he says, Jabo coming back. Welcome he back, says DC sucks because yes. they've rebooted Bo. their universe so many times. Yes, and Marvel. Jabo, Just creates all So, Jabo, I absolutely 100% agree with you. It is that is the problem with DC is that they've keep they've kept rebooting it. It's almost like the problem that superhero movies had in you know the late 90s, early 2000s, to where yep. oh, we're just gonna put out another you know, Spider-Man movie, but you know, we're gonna do the origins, we're gonna start it from the beginning, and we're gonna do Fans don't want that to where if anything power. from this rumor is true, maybe DC, this is DC finally realizing like, hey, look, just don't worry about what happened in the past and focus on what you're doing creatively for the future to drive the brand forward. You, you need to actually build it out yeah. and it needs to have layers in yeah. everyone's You story. need to take your time. Yeah. Yep. It takes time to build something great. And uh, J-Bo says, Hi, Katarina. Or, I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> um, you, got your following. you got your followers. Yeah. Bro. But we'll have to see when it comes to March and April April's when this comic money. line comes out. Um, but we will also be seeing this next story because if it comes to fruition, could be a big move for Sony. Now, Sony is reportedly close to buying Crunchyroll for nearly $1 billion. <laughs> Sorry, I had to add the maniacal laugh in there. It was I literally have doc, Dr. Evil laugh, do I not? Yes, you do. Thank you. So, I planned that, is my Frank. point. But... Sony is close to bulking up with the deal to buy U.S.-based anime streaming service Crunchyroll, according to Nikki Issa, which is a different site I actually had to look up. Uh, actually, there's a link there, but we're not going to pay attention to that. Nikki also says that Sony is negotiating exclusive rights to bid, on, uh, bid for the streaming service, and it's $3 million paying subscribers earlier this year. And the two companies have now entered final negotiations, although an asking price is unclear. DK so, notes that Sony could end up spending more than 100 billion yen, which is around 900. So I, can, I see this as a tit for tat. Sony's trying <laughs> to go after Crunchyroll. Because, um, well, Sony also owns Funimation. So I see that it's but, kind of in a monopoly. In but the, but the reason why I'm saying it's a tit for tat is Xbox has Funimation built into Game Pass right now. So just mm. building that subscriber base based on that content alone, they're trying to get people into the Look, base. man, we talked about that hyper-violent uh, hyper uh, Avatar-style uh, anime that Crunchyroll is, uh, you know, bringing up. But because they have a bunch of original 
anime ideas that if are bringing Sony out. If Sony was smart, they would dive the Crunchyroll subscription into PlayStation oh, now. Because yeah. then they would just add people to their user base, and the people as a as a plus would then be able to play a library of games. Frank Percy says, what up, guys? <laughs> What's up, Hello, Frank? Frank, man. As soon as this COVID shit calms down, we're going to have another conversation with you, man, because it was an absolute pleasure. Yes, uh, it was. Working on Punisher War Journals, we're going to get deeper dives in there because I know he's working on You would love him, Cat. Absolutely, Cat. Frank oh, Percy wasn't the man. But with this story, Crunchyroll, um, Crunchyroll is owned by U.S. telecoms giant AT&T, which has reportedly been looking to offload the streaming service for a while. AT&T is keen on minimizing its significant debt load, which totals more than $150 billion. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. because of the whole direct TV <laughs> failure. They're trying to at least recoup. Damn, that's a lot of money. Well, Ooh, we got that story. That's what happens when you overtake a cable service that is failing. Look, we also have to. We have another story coming up in the very last story, which is somebody else who's doing satellite correctly. Um, a little nod. Also, we named his his name specifically in a podcast in the past. Beat me up. He may be watching. Um, He's but always watching. <laughs> AT&T was also, us. According to a report from the informant, AT&T was asking uh, Sony in August for $1.5 billion <laughs> for Crunchyroll, but the Japanese firm that it was a little bit too steep of a price. AT&T currently bundles some of the anime content from Crunchyroll onto its HBO Max subscription and offers a separate Crunchyroll membership for $8 a month. And Sony already owns the U.S. anime distributor, like I mentioned, Funimation, which licenses new a number of new popular shows like Attack on Titan, Full Metal Alchemist, One Piece, and of course, the two of those are not new shows at all. Um, Full Metal Alchemist has been out since what early two thousands, late nineties, late nineties, right. and One Piece was late mid to late nineties as well. <laughs> New shows <laughs> like Archie Bunker coming soon. <laughs> I'm not going to let you watch Meryl Streep if you keep on acting like that, child. So. Now with fresh black and white shows. <laughs> the Honeymooners coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> really? Right to the moon. Exclusive rights to the Honeymooners. <laughs> so we'll I've never see. really... Sorry, I'm just not interested. We'll have to see. I'm going to go watch the Django again or something. We'll have to see if this actually comes to fruition. If the deal goes through, it will be big for Sony because having... Do they give you a Dakota ring? (laughs) (laughs) But having Sony having a dedicated, you know, anime service... I'm going to get that joke in the Cracker Jack box. And then... Well, here's the thing. Now, with them owning Funimation, that can only make Crunchy Roll stronger. Because now, you want a nice strong Crunchy anime. This is one step closer to making it easier for fans to find what they want anime wise with Sony taking them under the blanket with already having Funimation in there. So it's a big step forward. We'll have to see if it turns out well. Another thing that I hope turns out well, there's just this next story. 
There is a lot of competition, but <laughs> yeah. I see if they market it well, like if they embed the subscription service into a, like a PlayStation Now, like give a bundle offer and a separate offer that will entice people to go yeah. and get more money to Sony, which is the ultimate goal. Well, I'll tell you one person who won't have to advertise very much is this next story because B-Stars second season debuts their first trailer, which you can hop on down there and click on that beautiful bean footage. Obviously, we got talking snakes. Um, and then, oh, yeah. I got Whoa, it. we're big screens! <laughs> um, but with this one, the first season quickly became one of the biggest anime entries in Netflix when introduced Legiosi and his anthropomorphic classmates that are attempting to navigate a world of predators and prey, in quotes. And with the series set, it's uh, making its return next year. Uh, much like the promised Neverland and Demon Slayer's uh, B-Star's manga has come to an end and wrapped up the story of Legios, Haru, and their friends, although it's clear that there are still plenty of, there's still plenty of material for the anime to cover with the second season and perhaps even a third season. Uh, Paro Igataki and uh, the creator of B-Stars definitely has um, the manga running through her veins because her father, Kiski Igataki, created Baki the Grappler, which if you have not checked out either of those, they are two singularly amazing adult anime, which <laughs> do not show your kids, <laughs> at least over, you know, they got to be over like 13. Lots a lot of blood and gore. Um, a lot. Even in this one, man. The wolf wants to fuck a rabbit. It's very disturbing. He doesn't want to kill it. So for regardless of the first scene where he did get a little bit murdery when they first met. From but, you know, who doesn't want to kill somebody when they first met? I wanted to kill you. I mean, you should. I felt the yeah, but I made you clean the deli slicer six times because you were doing it that's because you were a dick, but the <laughs> so I was, but you know, I at least I own the fucker. Both <laughs> series, uh, Baki the Grappler and Beastars, oh are running on Netflix right currently. Um, the Orange Studios, the animation house responsible for Beastars, released the first trailer of the second season, uh, coming through the footage of the first either. season and new events. It the first season left out on a cliffhanger. There's surprisingly. I'm not sure if you know this, but there's apparently a quote-unquote serial killer predator loose at the B-Stars uh, University. So uh, a predator is trying to hunt prey. Could it be it's a, a human? Problem. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that would throw so, a B-Stars manga is also coming up with a different one called Beast Complex, which will uh, further explore the events of this popular anime franchise because... Looking at this, I think it's still a, a very interesting universe to where everybody's yeah. animals. Obviously, well, I would be the fedorable fox. <laughs> ah, yeah! <laughs> it's a thing. Running gag. But it's more of the zoo, uh, beast complex. It's more of like a dark zootopia and has set up a rich tapestry that definitely can dive further into this series. No, it, it's exactly Zootopia just taken to, like, the NC-17 
level. It's George Orwell's uh, animal yeah, farm is what it is in an anime. It's kind of like if you ever played the game Catherine. Kind of like I've that. played the game Capitalism. Not that one. Different. <laughs> um, but another thing that we want to raise your awareness to is this next story because Netflix is raising their prices once again. Uh. Announced last Thursday after the podcast, of course, because they didn't want to piss us off. They quietly said, <laughs> and then they went about it. Um, but they will raise their prices for standard and premium plans for U.S. customers only. Only you dirty Americans. Everybody else is fine. Thank you for joining Netflix and thank you for watching. Um, but how to sign up for private VPN over here. <laughs> <laughs> the two streaming HD standard plan will increase a dollar to $13.99 while the four streaming 4K premium plan is raised to $2 to $17.99. But the one stream standard definition plan will remain at $8.99 per month. At a certain point, they, you know, it's going to become just as expensive as cable. So why bother? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's why you it's have right people there. sharing passwords like that thing that we don't do. I don't know what you're talking about. We got another story to talk about, which is whatever the hell. Yeah, let's, what's the next pun? Let's do this. Yeah, what do we got here? <laughs> so uh, I got to tell you, you now go to the trailer above this. <laughs> you know, this who next say story fuck a lot is the next story. <laughs> this next story is. <laughs> I killed Steven. <laughs> this next story is a mash. A monster mash, that is. Oh, of course, um, we have a lot of Netflix's Witcher is doing some monster mashing of their own. They provided fans with the Halloween treatment. No, on the video. You click the bottom right. There you go. There we go. Um, that'll get us booted for sure. You can't play that song, Monster Mash. Somebody will get pissed off. He did the mash. No, they didn't. They did not. They did not do the mash. It was not a graveyard smash. But we see a bunch of different monsters in this montage. But it doesn't rhyme. The the montage is set to Monster Mash. Of course, that's why we're making the joke. And you heard a little bit of it. Um, That appears to give the briefest glimpse of some of the horrors that Henry Cavill's Geralt of Rivia will have to face off against in season two set to premiere sometime in 2021. Now, we saw, obviously, the creepy little goblin, some really oversized cockroaches, but um, I'm really excited for this because if you're going to give me, if you're going to raise my price for Netflix, especially because the Netflix rep says that they were updating their prices so that they could continue to offer more variety of TV shows and films. In addition to the great fall lineup, as uh, as always, we offer a range of plans so people can pick the best for their budget. But they're not really... Fuck you. Yeah, they're not really changing that. But the more <laughs> money will give them more time to give us more better shows like this. Because the two new monsters that they print uh, point out is like uh, the three 
skulls that are around the 31 minute mark and then something else that's at the 15 second mark yeah so, um, they're just trying to find an easy way to recoup their costs from COVID. that's all they're doing well, yeah everybody is when nobody does anything holy crap our profits go down oh. is that really a new lesson if the government told you anything i mean toss a coin to your government governor or your <laughs> witcher um yeah who knows? But I tell you one person that does know. That's the next story. Because Kevin Feige knows everything there is to know about the Suicide Squad. Yeah, you heard it right. James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. <laughs> the old empire. He had to fill Kevin Feige in on why exactly he couldn't just jump right back in on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Following him uh, being rehired on the project, Gunn told Feige that uh, he was working on a DC movie. Feige replied, is it Superman? Gunn said that uh, it was a possibility for him, but it's not the one he chose to tackle. So he chose to tackle the Suicide Squad. And after telling Foggy that it was the Suicide Squad, Foggy replied, please, please, make a good movie. Just, just make a great movie. <laughs> just make a good movie. Like, He's a fan. Simple. He's like, all right, you, you got this Foggy. other job to do. Guess what? Do it right. I don't oh, care. Okay. Do it yeah. I'm right. Foggy is a fan. Yeah. That's how it I'm a fan of Kevin Gunn. It's how you get it done right. Holy crap. Yeah, you've been slacking on that. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a laptop. They're talking Kevin. about lots of stuff. Yeah, Frank Percy and Mark Gervais are going ham in our chat. and we have, uh, Obviously, I know Frank Percy probably really excited for this yes. Suicide Squad movie, as everybody is, especially for the sequel series that's coming to HBO Max with... This guy, John Cena and the Peacemaker, because that is something that I never knew I wanted, but I definitely do now. And I'm really excited because Gunn told Feige all about the Suicide Squad characters, including the villain who has yet to be officially released in the public. And essentially, Gunn said, I trust his NDA. But it will be <laughs> But it will be released on Double Shot Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Kevin Gunn! It's not no MMR affiliation in there, I'm pretty sure. They may be related through Why do you Then you love Double Shot Tuesdays because you get two songs. There's a cow cat, in case you're <laughs> to this internal joke, or any of you wall jangers. There's a very famous producer for MMR. His name is Kevin Gunn. And he's great. Um, I think one end. I have no worth. I think idea. it's two ends. Two ends. Two ends. No, okay, both have two ends. Okay, Kevin Gunn and James Gunn. And we'd not also related. like to shout out to Lush. Yes, and not related that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> they may be brothers. I don't know. They're chicken and they're colored. Give me a high five. Um, no, that was the Wayne's brothers intro. Um, <laughs> But I'm hit you, sucker. <laughs> he went on to say that Marvel missed him by a day when they reached out to rehire him. But, whoa, DC got to him first. 
So we'll have to see if uh, how good this Suicide Squad is. But with the cast of characters and James Gunn pretty much saying, you don't know who's going to live. A lot of people going to die. I got to say, that fits the title of the movie. So um, <laughs> with James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. Yeah. I think Sean, we've established that by now. Sean Gunn yeah. is actually in Guardians. Yeah, John Doe's right hand man. Yeah, I think it's his brother. That is. Yeah, uh, that's why he's in the movie. movie. Connor and I. If I made a movie, best believe that fucker would be in it. Connor, Connor <laughs> and I started watching Guardians again. So now, you know, we say I love you by saying I am Groot. So, <laughs> you know, all right, I'll allow it. It's fucking adorable. Connor's my best man. Connor. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I would also accept one punch. One punch and I am Groot. That's Look, I am Groot or one punch. Whenever he's in front of your friends, you just you say, know what? I you give the kid Let me know that you love me. Just say, one punch. And, and then your friends, your friends think you're just a really big one punch fan. And he come, he says, hey, daddy, let's go take a walk. We'll go over to Matt's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll come over like, hey, we're outside. And I just sit there and Connor and I'll have a nice conversation out on the front stoop. He's a very big conversationalist, and he will get like what? right in the face. This is how <laughs> Children do not have He's any kind of respect talker. for social distancing. They're like, and then I got a dinosaur. <laughs> like, oh, really? Did you, bud? <laughs> I will give the kid credit. He started his own profile on Super Smash Brothers, and he's almost unlocked every character. So okay. <laughs> okay. There's no social distancing in Smash Brothers either. Maybe no. that's where he got it from. But I'll tell you, there's another great guy in this next story, which is Wally. Stephen Amell, or Oliver Queen, as you may know him. Oliver Queen offered to return for Arrow Season 9 amid the COVID crisis. I thought this is really cool. He was speaking with Michael Rosenbaum on his Inside of You podcast, Native Canadian revealed that he was uh, that he called Arrowverse architect Greg Berlanti when uh, it looked like DC's shared universe was going to have to, a hard time getting back up and running to let him know that he would be willing to do an impromptu Arrow season nine if they couldn't get you know Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist back in the country because as we know they a good bit of the world said fuck America stay out um, in recent. So, rightly so. Yes, I and think they'll change their tune uh, in like four days. Who knows? Four days. And four days are certified so? for another two weeks, but we don't. Talk be about that. And then the court battle. Look, we don't know. Nevada's still refreshing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hit F five for complete. <laughs> 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 Kids, uh, kids, I'm telling you right now, you're in school, you want to throw your teacher off and get her off onto a long rant. I had a friend in school who every time, it was during the Bush election, he, every time he wanted to throw the teacher off, like giving us a quiz or something, he would say, did anybody win that presidential election yet? And then the teacher would go off on the, a rant for the rest of the class. So that's your tip, kids. Just ask a question. Um, but... Stephen Amell, remember that? I already won. (laughs) Stephen Amell already said that I called... I'm sorry, wrong guy. I called Greg up and I said that... uh, I said, look, I hope this doesn't happen. But if everything goes to shit, 
And you guys can't get actors up here because of issues about mostly American actors crossing into Canada. Uh, if things can't be figured out, here's the deal, man. I'm here to, uh, to stay. And if you want me to work, I'll work. I'm gonna have, we'll have to figure out how to bring Oliver Queen back from the dead, but we'll figure it out. Look, we'll just make them wear helmets. There you go. They're now wearing make helmets it, this make season. Make part of an AI. They're now Power Rangers. <laughs> Go, go, Berlantiverse! Yeah! And then they go into Zorbs What did she say you were talking over? I said we could just put him back on the islands. Yes. <laughs> but a male call that a flashback. <laughs> For telling. So that Berlanti at first uh, thought that he was joking. But he stressed that he he said to him, uh, I go, yeah, of course I'm fucking serious. And again, I hope it doesn't happen, but we can at least put it okay. on the radar, Amel said. Though Amel's Arrow revival offer didn't need to be taken up to its point, but they we are going to see new episodes of The Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, and Superman and Lois. All now set to debut their next seasons on the CW next year. Okay, so <clears throat> they're coming, and uh, we'll have to see how it goes. <clears throat> Just go ahead and click the eyeball on five. Yeah, Thank cocaine you. is a hell of a drug. It is another trick. thing that's a hell of a drug is this next story. Well, this next <laughs> advertisement. This advertisement is now brought to you by the Gaming Unity Exchange over at 23 Main <laughs> Street. Spicy segue, sir. <clears throat> That's a spicy segue. What do they, what uh, do they have there? I tell you there, man, they have everything from the latest and greatest to the retro. So if you want to hop on to Mega Man and get your man cave set with all the memories of your childhood, or hop on the over there Flintstones. To the Flintstones. Look, you can find a whole bunch of stuff on their $5 wall and get a bunch going on there. Get the, get the greatest movie ever made, whatever Kelly was holding that day. Spider-Man 3. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have <laughs> a... Get a copy of Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. Ask them for it. Huge give you one. Give they you have more Spider-Man 3 than you could ever want. And I tell you what... One is enough. I'm going to just go out on a limb here that... If you say the keyword purjangers, they will give you Spider-Man 3 for free with your next purchase. Give you a whole bag. It's not official. I'm just throwing it out there. They got cases of Spider-Man 3s, and if you want to see Tobey Maguire dance, this is your chance. Hit the eyeball on five. Um, She's back. Cat is back for our amazing advertisement. Um, of course, she can't go to the Game and DVD Exchange, but she can, no, she can. contact them. A bit farther. From she can contact Mark if she wanted anything. <laughs> she has special privileges. She's in the Projangers box, for God's sakes. We yeah. don't even make her leave her home like seven hours away. <laughs> yeah. Six. It's an extra hour to Maryland. Yeah, Kelly was actually up closer to you again today. That's why he's not here. He uh, reached out to him. He was up all the way up in New York. Nueva York. 
So, R.I.P. to Kelly, killed by a Sasquatch. So he's being punished. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy? <laughs> I was killing Kelly. I'm sorry. He said, why doesn't he say something? Wait, what? I don't remember. Ah. <coughs> oh, why did he say something? <clears throat> yeah. So, killing Kelly we'll is get um, We'll get there one day. We will. But we will also get back to the Game of DVD exchange one day. Just like one day, we will maybe <laughs> go on to the next story. Um, Activision Blizzard. They made $1.2 billion dollars oh that sickens me i attribute that to the pandemic (laughs) microtransactions are the main source of the revenue in three months time yeah this is july to september they made 1.2 billion dollars that's because they had three seasons of call of duty warzone Oh my god, Mark said he sold all the Spider-Man figures. Get the fuck out of here! Really? You did not! Really? All the Spidey 3s are gone. Oh my god, now our offer is completely null and void. You fucked up the advertisement for your own store, man. What the hell? (laughs) No. We were giving away shit you don't have. (laughs) Look, you're just going to have to order another case of Spider-Man 3s to satisfy (laughs) clients. We're driving all this business in there. You know, we got J-Bo. We got William Pace. They need Spider-Man 3 stat, man. Maybe not. Maybe not. But a lot of people needed microtransaction stat. It was a gigantic quarter for the gaming publisher. And uh, one section of the company's business that did particularly well was the microtransactions. The Spider-Man 3 and we'll say... Only five people get a copy of Toxic Crusader. I don't know if he has a lot of that. Instead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Insane it's... money. <laughs> uh, he lies like a cheap rug on <laughs> on the side. Oh God, I love I love that chat now. Mark and Mark, <laughs> Mark and Frank are the only two people like I really need in there. And then what the comes in there with a great need. comment? I was looking through the chat uh, last week. But $1.2 billion. Now, here's the thing, kids. Activision Blizzard reportedly made last quarter $1.95 billion. That means most of their revenue was cooked up just from this microtransaction Virus. So, I'll so call it a virus. The the seasonal game, the battle pass that you do for Call of Duty is is twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's twenty dollars <laughs> for every season. It's nothing but cosmetic skins and and what's well, for Modern Warfare Two and Warfare or uh, I'm sorry, what's what's the uh, other one? The Battle Royale. Yeah, Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. There you go. So it's Modern Warfare Two and Warzone, which are cooking up all this microtransaction revenue for them. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show what a juggernaut that title is. Well, the game is actually really good. So, um, but I haven't played in years. Uh, I just i I don't do the microtransactions with it. I just earn the in the. The level of currency, and I use that currency. To use currency. marketing terminology, you're not their target market. 
Yeah, I don't think I'm a Carter Marker either. You know, the <laughs> the late 30s, early 40s Irishmen uh, with a, an anger issue, they're not really shooting for you. They're yeah, but they don't have to shoot for me. They're shooting for the young, rich, white kids with dad's credit card that can just click, 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 click. And that's why I have all purchased set for two-factor authentication. There you go. And that's your lesson of the week, parents. Not kids. Parents. Because parents watch, too. Look, she's right up there. Say somebody else is going to need a parent. It's the next story, because Spider-Man, Miles Morales, well, they dropped a new suit and a new trailer. Um, depending on the multiverse, you know, one of them is dead's dead. Um, but check out this new suit, man, because it's so fitting. Players will be able to suit up as the iconic Spider-Verse style black and red suit for Spider-Man, Miles Morales. This is so great because it's fully skipping to the past this. We don't need to see Billy Corgan. Past this face. There we go. So, this is the beautiful bean footage. Yes, this is making you feel right <laughs> like you're dipping into, into the wow, Spider-Verse itself. And it's great. You know, you have your little, you know, Assassin's Creed map locations. So, they're satellite things. It's trying to get it. Back. You know, it's once again, why are these people demoing? You always have the, it's like they have never touched the controls ever. You've never worked in SAP, have you? No. Did I really put that on my resume? <laughs> but the cool part about this is the onomatopoeia that flashes on screens when he is in actual combat engagements. And the actual fluid mo movements through and through look great, which <clears throat> if you pre-order the game, you'll get this skin unlocked automatically day one. Oh. But this is the exciting part I like about the game because what Spider-Man game did you get that without cheat codes you could make Spider-Man go invisible and have electricity as a power to fuck people up? This is what gets me excited about this game because when you start focusing on the Spider-Verse outside of Peter Parker, that's where it gets interesting. Ben Riley, Scar Scarlet Spider, Silk. The girl who was bit by the same spider as Peter, who has, uh, they emit pheromones at each other, so that anytime they're within this kind of distance, they just want to fuck. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, that's how that works. <clears throat> but she also has a better attuned spider, spidey sense as well. So Don't it's one of those things, things, man, that, you know, no. this is the Spider Man game that I just see this, even though it's, it's not. You know, a full game like the PS4 Spider-Man was. And it's kind of, you know, this is almost like Vice City Stories, you know? Yeah, but I still liked Vice City Stories. I loved Liberty City Stories. You know what I mean? This is going to be that game to where if you're dismissive, like, oh, they're just trying to put some content out there. It's the character that's really drawing this Yeah, so the game attention. is going to be, the game is going to be, you know, the DLC for PS4. Especially when you have the the Spider-Verse animated suit with oh, oh, Kapow! Oh, God. Pop! Uh, popping up on screen when you're fighting people. It's amazing! 
I love this. This I love just screams everything comic books in a video game. I love the comic pop. And this is what we're fighting for. Truth, justice, and the spider way. All right, maybe not all those things. In multiverse, we try? <laughs> yes. But it looks like this suit is going to fit. The next story shows us a new trailer for the Miles Morales Spider-Man, which this one just dropped. Um, it's called the Be Yourself trailer. There it is. <laughs> Spider-Man getting fucked up real quick. This is a short trailer. But in it, we see some of the villains. Uh, he Miles Morales loves to play music. Um, but we see some of the villains. Yeah. The Cloak. The electricity, some different kind of combos I see in this little thing that maybe they'll add in there, like a spider bite, maybe like cloaking and a general shockwave, but exclusive to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. The graphics look amazing. You have just everything you need in a Spider-Man game for this. So I'm really excited for this because it's, you know, it's not just a PlayStation 5 exclusive. If you have the PlayStation, Xbox schmucks, um, if you had the PlayStation, then you can still enjoy this. And it's going to be just all the same Spider-Man that you love, but a different narrative, a different main character, and different power sets. So it spells nothing but win. Um, I'm still going to get it. I just can't wait to play my PS5. Well, I'll tell you one thing that you're probably not going to get. It's this next story. Um, because Friday the 13th, the game, servers are shutting down. The dedicated servers are shut. But there's still hope? Yes. The dev team said in the recent blog post that the dedicated servers will indeed be shutting down (laughs) soon. But quick play lobbies will remain open, as well as private matches. The servers attached to the player's progression and in-game items will also remain active. The upcoming patch planned for November will be the final update for the game. The patches include a ton of fixes for in-game bugs that players have been recently reporting, in which the, they will be detailed in the notes in the updates before it launches. At least a week play it will be for. Yeah. So they're going to be Joe letting Pal- you know what's happening. <laughs> shout out but to big shout out to Joe Palladino, who yep. was a big part of the community management in this game, but I think he beta tested. He, he was very involved in Friday the 13th. I know personally a friend of mine who absolutely loved the game that Joe helped in part make and he kept going back religiously and he absolutely fell in love with it because this was the game that gave you you know jason Voorhees in playable form you could be jason you could be one of the camp counselors and the dynamic of the playthrough even though dead by daylight already did it well yeah but even even though Dead by Daylight already did it, it didn't matter because this was your Jason game. He had powers, just like Dead by, Dead by Daylight, but he had, this was just in, you know, the camp and different settings. It was very much a fan, you know, uh, fluff process, fest, rather. But it was great nonetheless. It was great nonetheless. It did have its own little uh, thing of controversy because the... The, uh, the IP that owned the movie. In a horrible launch. Yeah, horrible launch, but like it was more around the DLC and they had to discontinue it and all that other stuff. Like Joe can go into greater detail of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to just, if you're a fan, you can still go on it. But dedicated servers down, so it is the end. 
of that particular well what that means is like you know it's going to be just longer wait times for like doing multiplayer matches yeah so, so it's, it's like finding a game that you used to play on the game <laughs> and then never being able to find a match yeah so delete and, yeah and probably too late for a reform are the last four people within your group to play unless you have a bunch of friends that have it yeah then you're great but a bunch of friends are probably going to be looking forward to this next story which is Toy Soldiers. Do you remember this game? I do remember this game. Toy Soldiers, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's being revived for modern call consoles in 2021. Uh, Greg Fishback is back in the game with uh, unveiling the new game publisher, Accelerate Games. The startup is the first game enterprise in a while for Fishback, who started video game publisher, you may remember... Acclaim Entertainment oh, in Lord. 1987. And he is bringing back Toy Soldiers. So, yes, Mark. Sequel? I hope so. Um, but, man, I'm really excited for this because Toy Soldiers was just a great fucking game. Um, Acclaim was uh, responsible for... What was that? Uh, here we go. Former uh, published games in such controversial Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam, but uh, it folded into 2004. <laughs> but NBA Jam and Mortal Kombat alone, give that man toys, toy soldiers, and I'll be happy. Acclaim used to uh, also did the transition of like the arcade style WrestleMania. WWE or WWF or what it was, and then made they faded into obscurity. It was just you know that after 2004, it was just like, oh, what happened to them? Um, yeah, they lost all their IPs. Oh. <laughs> now, Fishbach hopes to take advantage of this relation of his relationships with the game creators and start a new publisher to cultivate brands and build lasting intellectual intellectual properties. Uh, Fishbach said in an interview with GameBeat, uh, the company's first title will be a remake of Toy Soldiers, a game from Signal Studios that pitted Toy Soldiers in a World War I model diorama against each other. The action strategy game debuted on Xbox Live Arcade in 2010 and on Windows in 2012. Fishbox said that the appeal of Toy Soldiers lies in its historical accuracy, hardcore action, and strategy, humor, infectious gameplay, and the game is replayable. And it has a lot of dedicated fans because it was like having a World War One diorama and you just killed people. And you can hear the guns. And yeah, man. It was Still great. play it on the 360 and it's backwards compatible with the Xbox One. Yeah, but now you're going to get a remake properly done for next-gen consoles. You're going to have all that, you know, glory and ray tracing and you know fast load speeds that's all i really have knowledge wise for next gen consoles pc's better um but <laughs> i tell you one thing that was misinterpreted what's the next story and ea motive isn't working on a new star wars game at all Recent job posting had many fans speculating that a new Star Wars game was coming out of them because, let's face it, it's pretty much all they have ever done. Yeah. But, um, 
Star Wars, the Vaughn Order, and and uh, Star Wars Squadrons has done so well that people just assumed that it would be natural. They kept moving Star Wars. He has since released a statement uh, about the situation, indicating no such project is in the works. Now, the company stated that uh, the confusion was due to, quote, a human error and that no Star Wars project was in the work. The silver lining is that Motive is working on a new game. <laughs> and while no details are provided about its nature, Motive did say that it was something, again, air quotes, pretty special. They offended the mouse. They must do the ritual suicide. The release of the Revenge Anthem is about to come out, and that's what they're probably working on. Okay. Next. <laughs> But their previous work has pretty much all been Star Wars. So I really don't see them doing, you know, I hope a new IP. Something pretty special, a new IP, or somebody saw what they did with Star Wars and they said, hey, can you, can you do that with mine? They're going to take, an old gonna take game, somebody else's some, IP. They're going to take an old game, put some new skins on it, tell you it's a new game. John. Sell you, say, sell it to you for seven You years. know what they're doing? I'm just, I have no knowledge or information on this. I'm just going off of a complete creative win uh, in my book. Uh, two human remain. It's going to take 14 years. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get it then. And then maybe it'll be the game you wanted originally. Boom. There you go, guys. COVID! Yeah. Instead of Kobe or Jordan, now you just yell, COVID! If you're wearing Nike, <laughs> yeah. If you're just, you know, throwing something in the trash now, don't yell Kobe, don't yell Jordan, don't yell, don't yell LeBron. Just yell COVID. Now you'll have everybody's attention, and yeah, they'll all see you make the bucket. <laughs> okay, that's how you make moments, people. This is what we're here for, the Triforce. I didn't know that was a thing. It is now. Another thing that you didn't know was a thing is the next story because Sony is given an update as to their PlayStation 5 launch day plans. Sony has confirmed that anyone who did not pre-order the PlayStation 5 can indeed suck it. Um, but And you'll never be allowed to buy one, ever. <laughs> Eat your ass, fucking. <laughs> ah, you're never going to get one. <laughs> no, Sony said... Uh, and your side. No, what's <laughs> a day for you? I was watching your mom's house just before this. Sony didn't <laughs> happens. Then uh, I said, while house? You, <laughs> you can't house. You can. Who's house? You can indeed still get one My on day. launch day, but they will have to order the console through their local retailers' online stores. No one will be able to just walk into Best Buy and or Target or Walmart or any other place and just buy a PlayStation and 5. No, they got to take your temperature first. On, yes, they have to launch. On launch. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the PlayStation 5 console, you have to pre-order it online. Now, Walmart and other stores are allowing you to order it online and then have it shipped to that local Walmart of your choice, and then you can go pick it up there. Sorry, but you can't still just walk in. To whoa, get whoa, 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 whoa! I could get it shipped to my house, yes. or on Amazon. I could, I could go to a store and get it shipped there. Where do we live? Yeah, but you also have to. Live? You still have to order it. So you, you're, 
you should still just order it online. I could like not I leave my I house. want it now. Or leave my house. I'd rather <laughs> not Percy leave my says, house. No soup for you. Um, <laughs> has a reliable place to have something mailed so that's probably the yeah but also amazon has those uh you know dedicated locations to where yes. they'll have like a locker and you could just you know go in get your stuff so like my house if i didn't have stuff shipped to my work then i probably would have it sent to one of those like amazon locations for something i am really your amazon dropbox what are you talking about I didn't want to say that, but okay. Um, way to ruin a fucking secret. Remind me not to tell you where the Mac Cave is. Jesus Christ. They don't know where expensive technology. <laughs> Tony Stark would be jealous of the Mac Cave, all right? But that's another story. Um, even if everything works as intended, though, some people who really want jealous, a PlayStation 5 scared. this year will simply not be able to get one because Sony has already warned that the PlayStation 5 will be in short supply this year especially with the world grappling this coronavirus uh, through, you know, scalpers in the mix, it's going to be hard to find a PlayStation 5 console. So you're going to have to be patient if you didn't pre-order it. You're not just going to be able to go out because you, I don't know, sold a whole bunch of crack and now you want to buy your PlayStation. You've got to, you know, not necessarily crack. Don't look at me like that. But it was a for instance. It's the times of COVID. People are desperate. For instance, is speed, sir. <laughs> but it's my point. It's, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different than speed or crack, whatever. But it seems, though, that the next PlayStation 5 shipment will likely be around Black Friday this year. So after a couple of weeks of the console launch on November 12th, while retailers have yet to confirm their plans, Best Buy has said that uh, both the PlayStation 5 and Series X will be in stock on Black Friday, November 27th. Hey, that's that's a really... That's, that's a cool Do you want right to there. potentially die, but <coughs> make your kid's Christmas super special? No. Then this is the deal for you. Hop on over to Best Buy. Just bring your mask. And don't lick anybody. And you'll be fine. Don't make any fun. What? It's a good rule. <laughs> if you go into a place and they say licking is permitted, I'm going to question, if it's not Baskin Robbins, I'm going to question why you have to say that. All right? If okay. it's not Baskin Robbins. So at Baskin Robbins, you're allowed to lick the employees? Look, man, licking is look, permitted. Look, no. <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, the Tootsie Roll Owl is going to be sitting in the whole theater department. <laughs> oh my God. One, two, three, three. Anytime somebody asks you how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, you just remember that commercial that was made in like 1920 and still runs. It takes three. Three licks. For a greedy son of a bitch owl. They still it wasn't it. even your fucking lollipop, motherfucker! Dude, you stole it from dude. that kid! In the 30s, yeah. He stole it in the 30s. It, there's no, you know, there's no, you know, cutoff period for that crime. Alright? <laughs> he stole candy. Don't you know the rule? It doesn't matter if that child is now decayed and dead in the ground. Rule one, never get high on your own supply, damn it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Don't you listen to Biggie? 
Biggie did. He has rules. He does. That's and if they <laughs> apply <laughs> to Steve, everything. Steven, where's your prescription pad? <laughs> <laughs> so, on that bombshell, there's another great thing that's been happening, not just this story and how it ended, but Elon Musk. Elon's Starlink beta has outperformed most of the internet in the United States. Well, that's not surprising at all. The hell is with this website? I don't know. But it's not surprising. But some of the participants in the SpaceX public Starlink beta are uh, reporting internet speeds that are 95% higher than the U.S. internet. Uses on Starlink, uh, a constellation of what will eventually be tens of thousands of satellites, was launched on uh, for the purpose of beaming down internet service to the planet, especially rural areas where connections are generally weak. SpaceX told users to expect moderate signals during the public beta. You know, nothing crazy. Uh, Business Insider reports that some users have already had better luck with it than others. SpaceX has made its expectations clear from the beginning. SpaceX company called the public test of better than nothing beta. And uh, that is the perfect title I could ever think of. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Like, you're right. So, it is. So if you look at internet speeds in, uh, in rural, like, central of the United States, they're, like, slower than DSL. <laughs> So <laughs> that explains recent choices in Musk the climate. Is but it, and it suggests that users may see speeds of 50 to 150 megabytes per second. Star uh, Starlink will forever change the game in these rural areas. To be classified as high speed internet, you have to be having a uh, a faster connection than 350k. Okay. Which is only 5 times no Three times faster. Okay. So, or seven times faster than Donald. One user from <laughs> Montana said on Reddit as they shared their 174 megabyte per second download speed. 174 megabytes per second from space! That's my point. Um,. But another beta tester boasted above their results in the Seattle, and they were slightly lower, but still 95% better than the rest of the U.S., so suck it with a cracker. Um, Cracker, you know, optional. Um, Now, the participant also paid a hefty bill for what they're getting, meaning that they're paying $99 a month on top of a $500 expensive Starlink router tripod and terminal to allow them that is already less expensive than the equipment for satellite standard satellite internet as it is right now okay so i would still go with that over the satellite yeah well i mean (laughs) prime star you know dish network they all have like an internet service that cost more so for now that the starlight internet still cuts off like you know, every couple of seconds or every couple of minutes, but yeah, uh, that glitch was predicted by SpaceX, and you were told to expect that, but those interruptions were likely fade as more satellites are launched and coverage becomes more comprehensive. It'd be nice if they'd always announce glitches. You're, if you walk into that wall, you're, the game's going to shut down. You know? <laughs> so, if you look at just 15 <laughs> years ago, yeah, we were 
on like just FiOS came into the area. Comcast was just putting out you know three megs down, one and a half meg up, and that was considered blazing fast. Yeah. So now we're looking at 175 down. That's actually astounding out where it's located. Look, man, this podcast we're doing would have been completely like I would never have been able to comprehend it as a child because. You were a child. If you wanted to look at an image on the internet when I was a kid, it would load up this much. He would look like Steve from Minecraft. And then you would still be very pixelated. And now we're in full HD. So who knows, man? Especially with what Elon's working on with the Neuralink, and now you have Starlink. I think if you have blazing fast internet coming from space, he's looking at just creating the Matrix. Hello, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Which you will, will you take? The Starlink or the uh, Neuralink? I will have the chicken, sir. I will have the Link Diablo. Hero Time, which is our mascot, which brings me to the end of the podcast. <laughs> which we end off the same way every time. Which, well, we were watching a movie. And it got me thinking, man, of a great end segment. We were watching Django Unchained. Neither of us have ever watched the movie. It was a masterpiece. Django. Django. Uh, the D is silent. Sorry. Django Unchained. The D is silent, motherfucker. Um, I love that movie. And then I thought, hmm. Kids, what are your top five? Top five actors that you would watch in anything and why? Possibly. What is the most ridiculous role you would see those actors in? Now, obviously, I already mentioned one of mine, which is Jamie Foxx. I watched Project Power. That's the most ridiculous. Um, no, it was a great movie. Um, but Jamie Foxx is one. Jim Carrey, that's another. <coughs> He's already playing Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live, so that's already ridiculous enough. <laughs> Fantastic. We got one there. Um, another one I was thinking of was um, Tommy Lee Jones. Their uh, Two-Face was ridiculous enough, so we could leave off on that. But Tommy Lee Jones, I saw him. What was that horrible movie where he was protecting the cheerleaders from, like, the killer or somebody? And it was... Oh, if he's, like, the house mom or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and he's, like, guarding these cheerleaders. And the yeah. cheerleader coach is like, and one show of them me your happy face! Is. And then it's just Tommy Lee Jones, this is my happy face! That alone, I can watch any movie that has that clip in it. Well, we have IMDb, but I'm not looking at it. I can't remember. But Uh, you all know what it is. Comment. I think I misunderstood the challenge because I was thinking of, like, character actors, not necessarily, like, mainstream actors. Yeah. That was what, like, that was just my initial knee jerk knee jerk reaction. And and another one is obviously Tom Cruise. Because we're I we all know the running joke, Tom Cruise is Wonder Woman, but I would see that as ridiculous as it is because he is an amazing <laughs> actor and he could he is an amazing play actor. Linda Carter guy was ridiculous enough. He could definitely play Linda Carter. As Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? We're going to make her squint. 
Um, so you already, my eye was already twitching. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he'll see, he'll I'll see it in post. Back. That's fine. Um, <laughs> did you know this? Did you know this? Paul Rudd was actually the guy playing the Super Nintendo when they were doing their like intro commercials, bringing the, the console to the States. Okay. He was the one playing the actual console. No way. Yep. And I also saw on another post, actually, and a completely separate thing, Matthew McConaughey, another one who would probably be in like, right, the top right, ten. Right. Um, he asked Marvel <coughs> for the, the role as the Hulk. Marvel said, no. That's all right. They said, that's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Don't call us. We no. won't call you. But that was perfect. It All would them. be a lot cooler if you weren't. <laughs> Old man, what's your top five? He was the center fielder in Angels in the Outfield, by the way. Oh, man. Talking about that. James Earl Jones. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah, James. Legendary. Morgan Freeman. Man. What's your top five? Well, it's hard to say. <coughs> it is. He doesn't want to discriminate. So Robert Downey Jr. and Back to School, that was ridiculous enough. Yes. Respect. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, he can do no wrong. Amazing Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he was an amazing mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. Poor Doolittle. So that's, that, that's he's a real life regular. Dr. Doolittle. That's enough. That's normal life. Yeah, that's that's normal up. If you see the my next guest needs no introduction with Robert Downey Jr., that that's doc, he is Doctor Doolittle, um, in a manner of speaking. So go go right on. Um, Mark Hamill, Wing Commander, and Guyver. That's ridiculous enough. Did you see the post I had? But his it best was, friend was a big cat. It was Justice League action, which I guess is some kind of kid animation going out there. But it was. Mark Hamill's Joker, Mark Hamill's Trickster, kidnapping Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then Swamp Thing, as Mark Hamill, saves the day. Because Mark Hamill, as Mark Hamill, was doing voice acting to fuck with Joker Mark Hamill and Trickster Mark Hamill. It was the funniest thing I fucking saw today. So Mark Hamill is obviously in the top five. Absolutely. Oh, the Mark Hamill episode. Frank Percy says, Zinni Zang in... Uh, every every movie, even Godzilla, I forced myself with her oil of Olay was working like it should. Have. It should. He's getting the OLD crows feet are showing. So okay, Zinni Zhang of the oil of Olay. All right, he has a very specific choice. He would, you know, in anything. But Cat, what are your strange choices? I'm not necessarily um, strange. Not trying to be, you know. I misunderstood the question. So it was, I thought it was just like five people that you would watch in anything, no matter how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. No, no, you got it. Um, no, that's it. So, like, they may not have played that role yet. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just like, I would watch them in whatever they were in. Okay, absolutely. all right. Um, first off was um, Carrie Fisher. And. Um, oh, yeah. I'd watch. I'll watch her in anything. It doesn't matter what it is. That'd be really hard. I'll watch her. Whose brother? Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Everything in the casket. I'll watch her now. It doesn't matter. It's really. Give me a live thing and I'll watch. That's really creepy. It is. It's my creepy joke. I creep myself. Uh, Robin Wright. 
I would watch in pretty much anything because she's amazing from Buttercup to um, Hippolyta and yeah. House of Cards. Uh, Peter Stormare, uh, the Russian yeah. from Armageddon and The Big Lebowski. I mean, like everything he's in, he just mm -hmm. he just makes it cooler. I don't know. He's fun. Um, Tilda Swinton. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Tilda Swinton would, is a good choice. She's she's just amazing in everything, and make every role that she plays, she just makes it was she awesome. In, was she in Curious Case of Benjamin Button? I thought she was, but I'm not sure. She I had never thought. So. Ah, I don't remember. It's been a while since it, that not, movie was good too. That was a great movie. I tend to stick to to a certain genre, and um, you would like that movie, movie. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Frank Percy also says. My, um so and then hold on how many how many is that i can't remember Kara, go crazy do another yeah. <laughs> my problem is trying trying to narrow it down i want to do one yeah. more guy um Idris ron Elba. perlman oh <laughs> fuck that's a good one ron perlman man from Idris Elba is yeah. awesome Hellboy. and i will watch him in pretty much everything but like i said i was yeah. trying to go with like you know not leading types sons i guess like, of anarchy oh my god he was amazing in that he was also in what was the with the kaiju yeah but um, not even that like all the character work that he does like ron probably oh, and yeah. like doug jones where it's they're in so much you just don't know it <laughs> because they're completely he transformed he was red so. hulk and uh hulk and the agents of smash he was red hulk i love ron Perlman. No, that was the other guy. I'm sorry. Uh, the guy who was with Desmond and Lost. That's helpful. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but you know the guy. The guy from the Highlander. They have similar voices. Um, cut the red off Highlander. Just keep pushing the button, Desmond. Because that guy was Lex Luthor he, in the Superman animated series. That guy I would also pick as well. Uh, everything. With John DiMaggio? No, it was not Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> it was Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> now, John Joe DiMaggio Montana, is, you slit. Is, is, uh, he's Marcus Phoenix and Bender and, yeah. and, and Jake from Adventure Time. Mm -hmm. um, but voice actors are a different story. Um, Big Brother, I know you don't know a lot. So I don't, give me I don't really know. I got one. Actors. I got one. Keanu Reeves. Oh fuck! Okay, All right. whatever he just okay. said. And you know what? Because we were rewatching The Matrix, that was another one. Um, Keanu Reeves, which from Speed to you know The Matrix to you know John Bill Wick, Ted, and excellent his future thing. Marvel casting, maybe and then Ghost Rider. My before. final one is going to be John Leguizamo. Is it because of his uh, casting in Mandalorian? Oh, don't maybe, maybe is that a surprise? Is that no, is that is that because, of, that's not because of the Mandalorian cast? It's because of his his portrayal okay. in Spawn was really. I was gonna good. say the clown. Yeah. Yeah. The clown was fucking amazing. He tried, as very <laughs> drunk as he was, to do Luigi in the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> he has hey, said I that was the only way that. he got through that movie. Is he was just <laughs> him and the cast were great. That's drunk. the only way a lot of us got through that movie. All right, fair enough, but. <laughs> I'm still and as a consolation prize. It would be Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jet Li, Don Lee, 
Donnie Lee, Jet Lee. I like Donnie Lee too. Or Don Rickles. God, Don Rickles. Were you Wouldn't thinking of Sam Elliott or William Hurt? I would love Don Rickles as Green Lantern. Sam I Elliott. Be no, so I would do <laughs> he would be so great. <laughs> as the Flash. Don Rickles as the Flash would be fantastic. So witty and cheeky. Just so get right at the moment. Give me and all animated because he's Big dead. Trouble in Little China, Kurt Russell. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Because he was ego in Guardians yes, he 2. he was ego. And he was Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse, wasn't that Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott? Fuck, I'm Roadhouse was Swayze, yes. Yeah, that was Swayze. <laughs> I got completely confused on that one. But because Roadhouse. Kurt Russell Kurt Russell was in Tangled and Cash, and that's just go. a good buddy cop movie. Yeah. I'll still allow it. Um, but he was got Escape from New York and Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Escape so, from like, New York was great, too. But because if we have Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Yes. Oh, that will always be a classic. Yes, but a Ed lot. Shen. Ed Shen. I can't help but notice nobody mentioned Kevin Spacey. Or Mark Maron. Or nobody wants to mention Kevin Spacey. Okay. You know, honestly, he's off my radar now. Because of everything that he did. He ate a banana with the peel on. It's the reason why he lost the gig for House of Cards. Right. And the idiot was putting out videos on Twitter in that character. So he's not a very smart Lex Luthor. Here's how he can save it. Brainy's not a drug addict. The girl. There you go. Turn it right around. Which girl? That was in that movie with Kevin Spacey where he was Lex Luthor. I can't remember her real name. Oh. Until you mentioned She was in also in 21, which was like a... Yeah, she's in a lot. And she's very good in everything that she's in. Kate, there you go. That Kate girl. Miss Tessmacher, but I can't remember her name. Gene Hackman. That's another one. Gene Hackman has been in fucking (laughs) another Lex Luthor. Miss Tessmacher! I say Kurt Russell because of Tombstone as well. Mm, okay. Because then you segue into Everybody says Mr. Tessmacher the same way because of that. I know, because, because of, the of Gene Hackman. Hackman. He's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And wasn't he in oh, um, Enemy, of, Enemy the of the State with, with Will, Will Smith, Smith to bring it full circle mm-hmm. on my top five list? But Will and Smith the replacement with Keanu Reeves. Yes, to bring it. Once again, we're connecting. <laughs> we're connecting. And I'm sure he worked with John Leguizamo as well. Matthew Kennedy, uh, Black Opinionated Podcast. He's back in the fold. I'm going to try to work in with him. All right. Um, we got a lot of other stuff going on. We got Lug Nuts coming up this Sunday. Um, Katarina Thermoscaro, always in the Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers box. And we get course. you in that box. Any What's in the can. box? What's in the box? Wondercat! Wondercat's in the box, damn it! Brad Pitt um, is also another choice. Yes. So we have our choices. We want you to hop over here to pjndwh.com and comment below and let us know your choices. The Island of Dr. Moreau. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. This end segment could go on for years because of all this amazing content that we've got. Medicine Man. Bill yeah. Burr. Sean Connery. <clears throat> to bring it full circle. Back to the Connery. Um... But 
We'll have to see what's going on in this channel the same way as we will next week here on the Triforce podcast. Um, uh, we love you. We miss you. We want to end off with Sean a thank Aston. you. Uh, we want to thank you, Mark Gervais, William Pace, Linda Bristow for putting up with this asshole. Uh, <laughs> Kerbal, and Rowland. Wondercat for liking and commenting in number 170 Triforce podcast. Frigizzle, my dizzle. What kind of sandwich you want? And uh, as always, this is a long draw I can buy. I'm Matthew B. Girl, the Matman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. In the projector box is Katarina Thermoscara, Wondercat. And our omnipotent presence is Big Brother, Stephen Bucarell, the producer of the podcast. Link already knows what time it is. It's Which can only mean one thing. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Super crazy outside time. Dude, those are not new shows at all. Um, Full Metal Alchemist has been out since, what, early 2000s? Late 90s. Late hey, 90s and One Piece was late 90s. Mid to late 90s as well. <laughs> new shows like Archie Bunker coming soon. <laughs> Look, we don't know. Nevada's still refreshing. Um, <laughs> KF5 <for the> <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it live. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. So I said Google Meet. And they were like, we have to get Katarina on our Google Meet. For whatever reason. <laughs> he said we should try Google Meet. And I said you're asking us to have Cat hop on our Google Meet. I think that is going to cause some issues. It's not going to go over well. We're going to have to think of a more delicate way to say it. Was my point. Because saying, hey, we need you to hop on to our Google Meet sounds a little weird. Gotta say. Sounds a little Kevin Spacey, if I'm being honest. To bring it... Once again, full circle. That'd be really creepy if I had, which was my face as like a phone holder. <laughs> and then it would just be like my face with the fedora, and then I'm just holding her phone with like my ears or something. <laughs> down. It's this little guy, and the legs are posable. Well, I'm glad you told us that was a phone holder first. <laughs> <laughs> Really I can't though? help myself. I'm a comedian that's too lazy. Really, though? And it's what exactly look, was the purpose look, of that? I'm not judging. Outside of pain. I'm not judging. Um, that is, is a, that a horse no, from that definitely, It's definitely a unicorn. It's a unicorn. Did you not uh, see the horn? <laughs> I saw the horn. Oh, yeah. It's a very see sharp that? horn. Yes, horn it is. The and then I hold the phone like that, and then I had it like perched on my monitor. Worked out beautifully. And now my wiener is on my lap. Usually it's where? Well, he's currently licking me. It's very disturbing. <laughs> when really all right. Well, I have to get. Oh, that's all I can ever. Are you still recording, recording this? Because that oh, yeah. could be the end credits right there. We oh yeah, that's recording. why I said it. <laughs> because I knew. Whenever I say my wiener is licking me, it ends up in the end credits. Giggity. What's the name of the podcast?
<laughs> My wiener is liking me. Oh no, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it. Oh the god. Oh, oh god. Oh. Oh god. Bye. <laughs>